This is such a weird elevator small talk kind of question, but what is the weather like where you are right now? <laughs> uh, very shitty. It's been rainy and cold for the last couple days. Uh, but I will say like two days ago, it was like 70 again, which I'm not thrilled about. Uh, but it's very wet here. How about you? Well, the ladies I used to work with called this pneumonia weather because it would like get warm and then cold and warm and cold. Yeah. But uh, the only reason I asked that is because it just sounded like uh, a tornado just blew by. I just heard this huge gust of wind. Me? From me? No, no, from me. Oh. Uh, you know, like outside of my room. And I'm like, well, shit, man. Hope it don't blow away. Your walls are very, I don't want to say scary, but... Uh, sensitive to to outside movement. I remember oh spending a hurricane in in your bedroom once, and that was um it was frightening. But oh my gosh, do you want to tell them the hurricane story? I what is there to say other than there was no, okay? A so do you remember? Okay, we we are stupid. Oh, uh, I don't know if I want to say. I don't know if I want to. So I'm gonna tell them because specifically for that reason then. Uh, Okay, so it's like a hurricane, and like we're idiots, but we were hungry, so we went to Wendy's, and the area around which I live, there are areas that are prone to flooding, like major. Yeah, yeah, so you get a lot of flooding in your area. We got Wendy's, and then there was a point in time where I didn't know that we'd make it back. We might, I was like, we might have to live in this car and survive off this Wendy's. I don't think we got dinner. Oh, you know what? I think they were like closed. Yeah, we got there and it, they weren't even open, and then we uh, struggled to get back. But I mean, wow, we made it. okay, well that you're you're right, and that kind of ruined that memory for me because I thought we at least had Wendy's. No, but no, no. I re maybe we stopped somewhere else that wasn't flooded to get food. I don't know. Cookout. I don't remember. I need something to replace Wendy's in my memory. We stopped at Cookout. It... We stopped at Outback and we got steak. Yuck. <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. Why did you say yuck? Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Outback's like, I don't know, just not the biggest fan. An American staple? Gross. The all-American restaurant, Outback? <laughs> <laughs> I want to start, well, I want to continue this episode uh, talking about our movies that we watched. Okay, you want to do that first? Yeah. Cool. Is that okay? Um, yeah, I guess. You just boss me around. It's fine. Tell them, tell them what we're doing because they might not know yet. You say that every time. You're like, oh, for those who don't know, we're doing this. And it's like they they, they have titles. They, the episodes no, have titles. No, no, no. What I'm talking about is tell them what we're doing about these, talking about these movies that we're watching. Oh, okay. Jerk. So so every, uh, I, I guess we made it a, uh, a New Year's resolution to watch more movies and we each agreed that we would come prepared to each quick take, having watched a brand new movie that uh, we have not seen. And they'll be different for both of us. Uh, I have two, I guess, that I wanted to bring up since um, we kind of are off schedule a little bit. But uh, I've seen two new movies that I've not seen previously. Okay, good job. Me Thanks. too. I know you do too. What did you watch? Oh, you want me to go first? Okay, yeah, what I did I say? Okay, I'll, I'll talk about the one that I liked less first. So it's called Circle, right? And it was just like on Netflix, and I was like, this looks stupid. Let me check it out. Because uh, I'm like bedridden a lot of the time now just because it hurts to sit and stand. So I was like, 
hey, what's on television? I have been clicking things that I wouldn't normally click, and I clicked on the circle, and it is about, okay. Don't, okay, so I, I think I know what movie you're talking about. Don't spoil. this. I don't want this to be like a spoiler zone. I won't. And I I've won't actually, spoil it. I've seen parts of this movie and I'm actually very intrigued. It was very stupid. The parts that I saw, but I like, don't ruin the twist for me. Here's what I'm, what I, I think that you were the person that told me about it, or at least like mentioned it to me at, at some point, like, Hey, there's this movie called circle. And then because it seemed familiar to me when I clicked it, I have to give the basic outline though, because yeah. Okay. So it's essentially, uh, 50 people wake up in a room and they are uh, arranged into a circle. They have no idea why they are there. Uh, and, um, you know, it's dangerous, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to well, say it. People start they dying. They just kind of start dying, like, one yeah. by one, inexplicably. And it just seemed really... It seemed like an interesting idea that was just poorly executed, and I just... I, I kind of want to... I want to hear the punchline for myself. So. Okay, well, I will tell you that the dynamic of how we get to the end and the conversations and some of the acting are why I'm even bringing it up. Like, really, I did enjoy some of it. The ending, like the very ending, I think was supposed to kind of pack a punch, but I had just seen it before. In a scenario like this, there's only so many ways you can go. And yeah. I just happened to have seen this scenario play out similarly before. But I, what I will say again is that obviously with 50 characters, you know, it starts out and it's kind of like, well, you can tell certain people are red shirts and red shirts <laughs> is like, uh, you know, they, they're there to die. Basically, I think it's yeah. a Star Trek reference or something that was like unnamed people who, you know, don't necessarily like talk or have a backstory and they're just there to go. And you can kind of pick out some of them, but then people that start talking and you like start to go and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like a 80 minute movie. Uh, it's literally all shot in one room. I thought it was an interesting experiment. If anything, I think this Mark was, they were, this was these guys like first big feature film. It wasn't anything particularly special. Uh, one thing is, is that Julie Benz is in it and she is, she's Dexter's wife on Dexter and she's in Saw 5 and she was in uh, Buffy or Angel or one of those shows that I used to love. Um, and I really, really like her. Is she the one that Wow. Talking about not wanting to spoil certain things. I mean, it's Dexter. It's been out for how many years now? Damn, but it's like the biggest spoiler on the whole fucking show. Not even. That's it like is. How it starts, isn't it? Anybody who's ever watched Dexter, please uh, come up with a bigger spoiler than. Um, I could name like five right now. I'm not going to, but I don't. I, there is no bigger spoiler. Well, okay. There isn't. Okay. Sorry, uh, but um. Yeah, it's whatever. Like, but but Julie Benz is in it, so that's 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 like what got me to click on it. I was asking, like, to confirm that it was the blonde woman that I'm thinking of. Yes, it is. Isn't that, like, how the story starts? Is it, like, oh, it's his Yeah. Go watch Dexter. It's really good. There are bigger twists. There is not. I've seen it's every still, episode of that show. There is not a bigger twist in the bunch. It still is a very enjoyable show. I'm going to have to bleep out what you just said. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. Honestly, do, do that. Do that. I will. I, I will. 
I, I normally hate sound effects, but I'll, I'll excuse it this time. <laughs> okay. The next movie I watched is called Gerald's Game. It's tied with Dolores Claiborne as my favorite Stephen King uh, adaptation. And it is interesting because, like I told you, and I won't tell you why because I know you haven't seen it, uh, he's, he's committed to reading these books first. But um, there is something that ties these two stories together, and they were almost actually part of the same they were also they were going to be halves of a book. Um, it was going to have two stories in it. Uh, they feel very emotionally connected, and I absolutely love Dolores Claiborne and Gerald's Game. I, I loved it. I think it's my favorite thing Mike Flanagan's ever done. Carla Gugino is the star of the movie, and she, if you know what the story is, she basically has to carry a lot of that film by herself, and she nails it. So awesome. Yeah. All right. Talk, let's talk about the movies that you did. Uh, well, quick sidebar, because this this uh, reminded me of something. I've not seen this movie because, again, I want to read the book first. Misery. Have you seen it? Have I seen the movie Misery? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've not seen Misery? I've not seen Misery. Uh, we got to do that for the podcast then. Yeah, That's, yeah. That is something we'll do very soon then. I'd love to do it for the podcast. Um, it's I just, fantastic. Well, that's what I hear, and I, I follow a Stephen King group on Facebook, and there was – I don't know if it was clickbait or not. I never actually clicked on it, but there was a headline that said um, there's talks of doing a, a Misery remake, but sort of making it more current, and I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. I'm kind of up in the air about remakes. Like it doesn't really bother me because the original still exists, and it might just be an interesting new take on it. Um, I don't see myself getting really excited. I guess it depends on who's like attached to it, it you know. Because I'm realizing quickly that Mike Flanagan can't just direct all of the uh, <laughs> all of the Stephen King movies like I'd like him to. So, him and, and Andy Muschietti, I want them both. Yeah, too. yeah. There's nothing really like aside from the fact that the main character uses a typewriter. I guess he would use a laptop, but aside from that, I mean, I don't I don't really think that story necessarily needs to be modernized. I'm not even sure how else they would do it. I gotcha. Yeah, there's um, nothing really to date that movie except yeah. the typewriter. It makes what sense. I would like to see is um what the hell is her name? Kathy Bates? No. Oh god, Lizzie Kaplan. Uh Janice oh, yeah. Ann from I want to yes. see her take on Castle Rock. I want to watch both of those seasons. I heard they're great. Um, but yeah, needless to say, the uh, Stephen King community was not a fan of uh, a Misery remake. So that's that. Um, my two movies I watched. Uh, first, I watched Ready or Not, which was amazing. What a fantastic movie. Yo. I, I never, I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. It is um, really great. It was really, it like was the perfect mix of humor and horror. And it the the main actress, I love Margot Robbie. I think she's phenomenal. Shut up. She kills it in this. <laughs> you cannot tell me that they don't look identical. They do look similar. They do. They when, do look similar. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, that's a Margot Robbie movie. I would love to see. Um, yeah. It's not Margot Robbie, but. Uh, she, Tomorrow Weaving. And yeah, uh, yeah. she's really freaking good in it. She I feel is. like, you know what? Like, I honestly, we may have talked about this on another episode. I know we talked about it in the Arrival episode, and I cut it from the episode. So I don't know. We may have talked about it in another episode. But, like, it's good that we're both on the same page, that we both like this movie a lot. Yeah. 
And I, I actually listened to a while ago, I listened to our, our aunt's uh, uh, explanation of it and it seemed fun. It seemed like a really fun movie, uh, but it just like that sort of slasher horror is stuff that I can't really get into. But uh, after watching it, I listened to the episode again and it was just, it was just so fun. Like I, I really enjoyed that movie. That was a really, really good movie. This to me made me laugh just as much as it made me, you know, cringe or get excited yeah. or make my heart pound. And the ending is so fucking great. It's, it is great. And, uh, and up until the very last line, like it's so cheesy, but it was just so satisfying. Yo. Uh, in yeah. the end, but, uh, but yeah, and go check out, uh, we explained movies. They did a great cover of it. Yes. Um, Speaking and, of cheesy, what's your next movie? Well, so my next one was Okja and, what? Do you remember we fell asleep the first time we tried to watch this? I did, and I, I almost did the second time because the first like third of the movie is so slow. Yeah, a very repetitive, very redundant. Um, that could have been cut down significantly. Uh, but the rest of the movie was very difficult to watch. The ending was not very satisfying, though. I think it was probably best the way it ended. It was tough. It was really tough to get through. Uh, I wanted to watch it to prep for Parasite because I know, is it Bong Joon-ho mm-hmm. who directed Parasite? And that movie is blowing up. That is such a you know highly praised movie and I really want to watch it. Um, so I figured I'd kind of look into something that he's done in the past. Um, and it's clear that from what I've heard about Parasite, it's very clear that he likes making statements in his movies and likes sort of bringing satire to them. Mm -hmm. The performances were interesting. I think Tilda Swinton was my favorite just because I've not seen her do something like this. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, not my favorite. And he played this sort of wacky character and it was sort of very like fake. I thought he was cheesy as fuck. It was, it was weird. It was, it was very weird. Did you end up finishing it then or did you only fall asleep and then never go back to it. I don't think I got through all of it, but I definitely tried to watch it again after yeah. we fell asleep. But you'd never finished it. Probably not. Okay. It was, it was tough to get through. Uh, Paul Dano's in it. He was great. Um, yeah. And the, the lead girl, I really should know her name. Seo Hyun An. I probably butchered that, uh, but she did a great job. Um, but yeah, very difficult and sort of, made me feel the same way that I felt after watching like food Inc. And I'm like very, very close to becoming a full on vegetarian <laughs> at this point. So right. uh, it's, it was a, it was a tough watch, but uh, I don't regret it. So cool. Moving on to the reason we are here. If you're listening to this, uh, the day that it comes out is Valentine's day. And so we were like, what is the greatest love story ever told? And it's without a doubt, Wally. Yes. It's my favorite Pixar movie. Still is my favorite Pixar movie. It's really good. I hadn't seen it in a while, honestly. I don't think I had seen it in several years. You know what stood out to me the most? What? You watch some of like the earlier. I know it's not like early, early, but you watch some of like the earlier Pixar movies, and some of the animation is dated. I guess what I'm saying is, is that like Polly looks great still, and it's like over ten years old. So I thought that was really cool. Do you remember the first time that you saw this movie? Wow. Um, did you see it in theaters? Can you at least answer that question? No, I did not see it in theaters. I mean, I was in high school when it came out. Fuck, I honestly don't remember if I saw this in theaters. <laughs> I don't think so. I typically, like, for some reason, 
wind up missing a lot of Pixar movies in theaters unless they start with the word finding. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. I remember the first time I saw this movie, uh, it was, uh, I'd kind of fallen off the Pixar bandwagon because I feel like it was like, so I loved Monsters Inc., loved, uh, you know, Bugs Life and Toy Story. I grew up with those movies, but then it started getting into like Cars territory and I think Ratatouille came out at one point and those were just like not something that I was really interested in. So I really didn't care much to see Wally. But then uh, it was in Spanish class. I remember this. Shout out to to Mrs. Price. Uh, we just, I guess, we just had a free day and we watched it. And any other Spanish teacher that I had growing up, it was always if we watched a movie, we watched it in Spanish with English subtitles. Mm-hmm. But Mrs. Price was awesome, and she let us watch it in English with Spanish subtitles. She's the greatest. And uh, I remember just sitting there watching this movie and I was like, this is amazing. This is so, so good. And since then I've seen it a million more times and solidified itself as like my favorite Pixar movie. It's so cute and so good. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Like this movie, there's not really much talking in it, but I mean, uh, what a better, like how that makes it so much more magnificent though. There's like zero dialogue in half the movie. No, I guess I'm just saying, for it to be like a, a Spanish lesson is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. About. Like, what is Wally in Spanish? Yeah, yeah. Like, funny. he just, oh, Eva, like, okay, <laughs> but we can talk about how freaking cute they are uh, when they talk. But, I mean, really, it's like the, the captain talks, there's John Ratzenberger's character, mm-hmm. and uh, what is the what is the robot's name that's like the captain's... The ship. It's, uh, it's A13, no, um... Um, oh my god, I just watched this. Uh, I mean, it's Axiom's the name of the ship, but like, what is the, what is like that robot that like, he's not even a voice. Did you know that? I mean, he's not even like a person. He's like made by, he was made by a computer. Interesting. Yeah. Full of Wally knowledge now. I don't know, remember his, Otto. 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 Yeah. Cool. Right? It's Otto. Fuck if I know. Didn't you just watch this movie? I don't remember his name. I, I do remember Otto. Mo. Because he's yeah, like, Mo's, whoa, Mo's whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. He's yeah, like, he's whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I love this movie's soundtrack more than anything. Uh, Thomas Newman, I've said it before in this podcast, he's my favorite composer. Um, killed it in this one. Uh, and the final song by Peter Gabriel. I'm a huge Peter Gabriel fan. Wally was a big part of my, you know, high school. The last, the last tail end of my high school, I, I listened to a lot of the Wally soundtrack, and I watched that movie a lot. <laughs> but that's um, cool. I mean, it's a really cool movie. Like yeah. I, I learned a lot about it actually. Uh, mm-hmm. That I thought was really interesting. You know, I'm, I'm a numbers person, and I really like uh, looking at the budget. And I was like, let's see how much this robot movie that that features like seven characters in the cast and. Uh, there's really no famous people in it, and it's a bunch of robots that don't talk. Uh, how much this movie made? It cost $180 million to make and made $533 million. So Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, back then, that was a big-ass deal. That was that was very good. That's my guy. Another really cool thing about WALL-E. Okay, so I know for a fact it is the Pixar movie that got the most Oscar nominations. Okay. Nice. Now, it, at six, it got six nominations. 
I believe I could not find a single animated movie that I could think of, and I thought of all of the big giant ones. I think it's the most animated, or I think it's the most nominated for Oscar animated movie ever. I think there's got to be a way to look that up. Here's the thing: I looked up every combination of those words. So instead, and and it just there was no information on it. So instead, really? I literally looked up every animated movie I could think of. Nope. And I'm like, shit, this is the most nominated. <laughs> so it got nominated for Best Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, Best Original Song, Original Screenplay, and Best Animated Film, which it did win. Did it really? Yeah. And what is crazy, though, is there has never been a larger controversy about an animated film not getting nominated for Best Picture overall. Really? Like, people didn't just think it should have been nominated for Best Picture. They thought it should have won Best Picture. That it was, like, the best picture of the year. Can you tell me what other movies it was up against that year? Uh, So this was back when when there was just five nominees. So they've since extended it. It can be up to ten, but it's almost... We'll eventually have to do an episode where I can explain how, how the Oscars are voted upon. It's almost like mathematically impossible for them to get to 10 uh, movies nominees. Yeah, nominees. But back then in 2009, there was still five. So there was Slumdog Millionaire, which won. Mm -hmm. Um, We watched that in Spanish class too. (laughs) Really? That was was the first time I'd seen that movie. Yeah. Slumdog Millionaire in Spanish. Okay. Well, no, it was the same the same class. Oh, oh, with some dog millionaire in English, yeah, Spanish subtitles. Perfect. Thank you, thank you, Mrs. Price. <laughs> that is adorable. Curious case of Benjamin Button, okay. uh, Frost Nixon, Milk, mm-hmm. and the Reader. Interesting how Wally was up against all of those, and people were fighting for it. That makes me happy. Yeah, that makes yeah. me really happy. And it's funny in Spanish class because I remember like classes are only forty five minutes long. So we had to like stop the movie halfway through and then continue it on the next day. Slumdog Millionaire probably took like three or four days to get through, but <laughs> those were so fun. So yeah, a, a lot of people credit The Dark Knight getting snubbed for Best Picture in 2009 for the reason the Academy expanded their Best Picture category to 10, or you know up to 10, and they don't give... Wally the credit as well because that was also a, a big subject of contention that Wally should have been in the best picture nominations. That's so, so cool. um that the next year, the 2010 Oscars, uh, for movies that came out in 2009, that was when they expanded it. That was when like Avatar and The Blind Side and Glorious Bastards, all of those movies, uh, and up the next year was nominated oh, yeah. for best picture. If it were 10, it's almost a guarantee that Wally would have been nominated because people adored Wally. Good, as they should. I don't. I can't imagine anyone hating this movie. Yeah, Time Magazine did a, uh, did a, in 2010, they did a list of best movies of the decade and it freaking won it. Really? Yeah. I just... I, that just makes me so happy. Like Totally. I didn't know any of this. That's amazing. It was interesting, uh, the discussions that were brought up, especially considering uh, the director going into this. It wasn't really uh, any kind of political statement. It was, it was really just showing off a love story. And he did it in such like an unbiased way that it was sort of like 
I don't know, like digestible to everyone. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that I would have preferred it had a stronger message. I mean, obviously I agree with the ending. I think what makes it more than just a family-friendly love story is some a lot of the commentary that it offers about like the future of what mankind will turn into. I agree that it was sort of a commentary on humanity, but it wasn't like, oh, the Earth's dying, we got to do something about it before it's too late. There was nothing like that was so in your face about it that made it feel like it was taking a political stance either way, which I admire about it. Like I, I really, because it was able to stay neutral kind of, I think. Here's the thing. Like, I don't see that as necessarily political versus it's kind of like a nonpartisan kind of situation where the earth is overrun with trash. We as a group of people let the earth get to this point where we were just too much into consumerism. That's um, yeah, lazy and uh, didn't clean up our trash. Right, right. So that was the point that I was kind of going to dissolve into because I know – uh, there was a lot of talk about how people thought that Otto, or like it was sort of clear that Otto was the villain here, that Otto was the antagonist in this movie. And it's really not. It's it's really by and large that is the, yeah. the antagonist here uh, being the company that is like will give you anything you ever need at your fingertips. It's a comment on humanity and how we're, we're given everything the instant that we want it and how that sort of dissolves who we are. And it. it it's the importance of work and working for what you want and need and that kind of yeah. thing. And these, um, all these people don't have to do anything because of these robots. These robots exactly. are exactly. are doing absolutely everything for them, so they, they have no reason to. Yeah. You certainly can't blame the human beings that are there at this point in time. You know, this takes place like 800 years in the future. So right, right. Uh, these people were just kind of born into this. They don't know any better. No, I get um, that. I get that. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I think that's that's interesting as well. It's kind of a commentary on the fact that, like, sure, what we're doing to this planet right now might not affect us because we'll be long gone. Yeah. But yeah. in our children's 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 children. Um, Speak by, for yourself. I'm not having any children. Yeah, I, I was literally, like, stop myself, <laughs> and I'm like, we've agreed not to procreate. Uh, the uh, The... <laughs> I, I like. Do you understand my point, though? Like, yeah, I do. It, I we're do. affecting generations in the future. Right, right. No, I do. I do. Yeah. So going back to my original point, this was not a uh, a global warming in your face. We have to save the Earth. Political statement. I think, in my opinion, um, I think it's it's certainly more about human behavior and what it means to be human. And it, you know what's funny? So I've talked about this class a lot. My existentialism class in college. Uh, it was an English class, and for some reason the theme was just existentialism. So we read um, a bunch of books, and we watched we watched several movies. We watched the original Blade Runner, um, Cool Hand Luke. We watched. Uh, there was a few others, but uh, we had to write like a final paper, and my final paper on existentialism was on Wally. And I wish I still had it with me. I don't know where it is now, but uh, I got a I got an A minus on it. So pretty pleased. Well, that was a heck of a setup for like no payoff. What do you mean? Like, hey guys, I wrote this awesome A plus or A minus paper, and I don't <laughs> have it anymore. I don't. I don't. I, I if threw I, it in the trash. If I dug deep enough, I could probably find it. But it was it was a really hard struggle to figure out what my topic was going to be on. And then I was like, oh my god, it's perfect. It's Wally. Like if you're going to talk about someone's purpose in life or their purpose 
existing like what a better little dude to talk about than wally it was totally great it's really great i don't know for sure like i don't even know how to truly defend my argument i don't know for sure that i truly believe though that this isn't to to some degree a cautionary tale like at least a love story set against the backdrop of a cautionary tale about the world i mean they fix it at the end and they're able to come back but like uh, consumerism uh, and treating, you know, environmentalism are uh, blatant problems that we face now, and okay. we faced ten years ago, and right. we will face in eight hundred years probably. But I guess what differs then from now is I can't help but think of these kinds of things in a very polarizing way, and I I think the idea of work ethic and the idea of not being lazy and, and consumerism and capitalism and that kind of thing is sort of universal become political issues. Well, that well that, but like it's all of those things I think can are, are both, they're on both sides of the spectrum, I guess. Whereas this wasn't, this wasn't a movie about global warming, which is a very one sided issue i mean i agree that it exists but there are tons of people who don't and i think that's yeah that's what i'm saying it's not it's not excluding those people who don't believe in global warming no you're right you're right it, it didn't it wasn't preachy it didn't it, it was just kind of the situation all of these people were in right and right. it's not like them it's not like they defeat consumerism or defeat <laughs> global warming or whatever right. you know it's it's uh it's just a matter of them kind of getting an opportunity to start over. Mm -hmm. um, this is Valentine's Day, so I want to talk about how cute this romance is. So I like wrote like every time I was like, oh my God. All right. They're a really cute couple. I love it when he brings her into his little house to show her his toys. I love uh, that her immediate instinct is to shoot things. <laughs> her defense. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That made me really happy. I love that she wouldn't let him hold her hand at first. Yeah. He like reached out for it or whatever, and she and tried she, to shoot him. Swipe. Did she shoot him? She no. She she pulled her gun out. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that he took care of her when she was sick. Mm -hmm. uh, well, well, he thought she was sick, but he yeah. didn't know what the fuck was going on. And like him holding the umbrella outside when she was outside, so she didn't get rained on. Mm -hmm. It's just very adorable. Their first kiss, or just every time that they kind of like go in and it's like the little spark of electricity. Yeah. And that's how they show affection. That's really adorable. And it's just like, what other character would travel across the galaxy for someone that they love? I, this movie is a love story at first sight from Wally's perspective. Absolutely. It is. Like he's inherently a collector. Yeah. So he's drawn to new and interesting and beautiful things. And he's a lonely robot in a no man's land. And I think it's only because he's so enamored with her that he becomes brave enough to even approach her. Like, because remember, he's really skittish and she's like super trigger happy. <laughs> but then I think Eve's love reciprocates a little bit later when she realizes the links to which Wally will go to protect her. Right, right. Um, because she, you know, does, again, these characters don't really have like inner monologues and it's hard to understand their motivations at first, but she was there on a mission and it yeah. was not, it was certainly not to, to fuck with this robot boy. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, 
him going to make sure that she was okay and, and literally traveling across the galaxy in the context of like a, a romantic relationship that's really cute and in the context of this like animated movie with and they're robots and it's cute or whatever like <laughs> the idea that this little robot would hang on to the ship and like yeah. fly through outer space but I like know, I was really into that first and foremost leave it to Pixar to take something and give it uh emotions uh yeah there's that meme that i always see that's like oh fish give them emotions oh cars give them emotions oh emotions give them emotions <laughs> uh, but i think th it's interesting that they like i love that they took robots like the things that are literally known to not be able to feel love and give them i remember for for the the promotions for this movie it was like yeah let's follow this robot on an adventure uh he just has one small glitch a personality and i just I, yeah. the, the the contrast that is so cool i think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about like eve's transition i love her transition because there was even a point where wally became a nuisance to her like she yeah. she kept trying to get him out of trouble and 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 that kind of thing and then i love how they flipped the script and the princess had to kiss the prince awake instead yeah. of the other way around it's just it's just a perfect beautiful movie when he gets on that ship his naivete shows and you <laughs> forget kind of, oh, he's never met anybody before. He's just like, he's by himself. So, yeah. you know, his, his only friend is a cockroach who, by the way, literally stayed in that same place that he said. Yeah. Yeah. He went like, uh, 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 like, like he pointed right there and he freaking stayed there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He stood fast, steadfast, stood fast. He stood steadfast is probably right. I agree. He was, I, I, I love that little guy. Um, okay. And that's a, that's a K crotch and I'm, uh, <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> I was okay with him. You know, that's another word that, that James came up with my cousin, James. Oh, so this is, if you listen to our arrival episode, you know what we're talking about when we say a fingersing. So this is the same cousin that talked about, K-Crotches. I have no I think he's the one that, that said that first, but... It wouldn't surprise me. I don't like the word cockroach. They're my like least favorite animal, and they're a huge fear of mine. And um, he was adorable. I love, 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 love that he, he kept running over him. And he was just like, pop <laughs> back up. Pop right back up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think we've come to an agreement that Wally is an adorable movie that did get a lot of credit but deserves more. This is a kind of movie that makes me happy to still have Disney Plus. Here's a small little sidebar talking about Disney Plus, which I feel like is also the theme for this season. Uh, we yeah. seem to bring it up all the time. Uh, we did just get some teaser drops for some new content and some new TV shows and stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. <laughs> we got uh, Winter Soldier. I want you to name all three of these things. Is is the first one Winter Soldier still? Something and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. Uh, I know we get Loki. And we get the one that I'm most excited about, which is WandaVision. Yes. Did we get release dates for any of these things? Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out in August. WandaVision comes out in December. Ugh. Loki's just early next year. Yeah. I think these shows are like four to six episodes long, and I think they're going to they're gonna release them like they do 
um, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian where people yeah. have to go week to week, which I'm totally cool with. Uh, so they want to have some space, you know what I mean? Because like uh, a show could last from a month to a month and a half just airing. Uh, so they want to have some space between them. So I, like, I feel like that's a that's a good amount of separation between them. Okay, Falcon and Winter Soldier looks amazing to me. It feels very much like the work that the Russos did with like Winter Soldier and Civil War. Okay, people call it like the Tom Clancy side of the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, where they don't necessarily have powers, but they're like badass human beings, you know? Yeah. And then I'm gonna skip over. Uh, vision for a second and say we don't really know too much about Loki but obviously Loki's the god of mischief he has the time stone he could travel through time so no he has the no not the time stone he has the space stone the, the sky's the limit for that too I'm, I'm interested I don't we don't really know too much about that one but freaking WandaVision man <laughs> I think that's the one I'm, I'm most excited about because with yeah with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I just got a lot of action shots. I feel with like with Loki, I just got him sitting in like this prison jumpsuit. Uh, I didn't really get a lot from him, but WandaVision. Well, granted, like, that's the farthest one out. But like WandaVision yeah. actually had, you know. It had like some really cool like flashes of. Yeah, it looks it like looks they're so going cool. through uh, like different sitcom references. Yeah. It's hard to talk about WandaVision because, like, I don't know how much certain people know. Oh, yeah, don't tell me because you yeah, told like, me that there's... It clearly draws off of two comic books, like, two different stories, um, one of which I actually bought you. Yes, uh, yes. But uh, do you know do you know the one I'm talking about? It's the one it's with Vision's family. Um, okay, yeah, so I can you can say that. And then the other one's probably the bigger spoiler. So if you don't know, you don't have any idea what, what's going on, I won't, I won't spoil it or anything like that. But, like... It's pretty much evident, like, if you do know these stories, how it will go down, I guess. I don't know how to – I really, I don't want to spoil it, but it's uh, – Yeah, don't. It's don't. so freaking awesome. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, not a bad thing. Like, I'm – it just makes me excited for it. That's good. Um, oh, my God. I'm just, like, thinking about all the, the small little things. Like, there's a shot in the WandaVision trailer where they're standing in front of two cradles and two binkies fly up in the air. Like, right, right. You know what I'm talking about? I do, and I wonder if Binky is like a universally known. I just thought about that. I'm like, phrase. people probably don't know what a, a Binky, like a pacifier. Yeah. That's what I used to call him as a Binky. We called him Binkies too, but I don't know if that's like a regional thing or I don't know. What. what do you call your pacifiers? Everybody, write down below. <laughs> no, but like the two people in those. Oh my god, I don't even want to. I have seen. I've seen like on social media people talking about the importance of. Those two children, the, the uh, two but, children. Oh my god, I don't say anything wait. else. I know, don't say anything else. <laughs> Wally was great, everybody was should so watch good. Wally. Happy Valentine's, <laughs> Day. Valentine's Day. This is supposed to be a quick take, and it's like 10 hours long. It probably. is very long, it is very long. But all right, uh, bye everybody. I'm gonna uh tag some stuff because it's been fucking forever since we've done that. Uh, you can find us on all major social media sites, take three AMP. If you want to reach out to us, it's take3amp at gmail.com. If you want to listen to more episodes, we are on all major uh, podcast apps, Take 3 Movie Podcast. Uh, if you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen, that would be so, so greatly appreciated. And if you share your favorite movie in your review, we will bring it up in this podcast and we will feature you. We also have uh, some merchandise and we'll link that below and you should check that out as well. They're all coming, coming all different colors. 
I got rid of so whatever this is a weird side note, but suddenly a lot of the stuff on our merch site just had like like yellow and red and like not at all branding colors. And I found that it was consistent through all of our designs. And I think that the site just made those colors available and added it where applicable. So I just had to go back and remove them. But uh, everything's squared away now. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash take three AMP. If you want to support us, that would be so amazing. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, and all of those were the number three. If that wasn't <laughs> clear. <laughs> yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day.